today is entitled, I Believe in Miracles. Can I get an amen? amen? I believe in miracles, all right? So, obviously the miracle that is most noted with this holiday is the miracle of the oil. When the Maccabees went in to rededicate the temple, they found one a little flask of oil uh, that would be for one day, uh, and the process takes eight days, and the story goes, the tradition, that that little flask lasts for eight days. But the greatest miracle, I believe, of Hanukkah is, ties to Rabbi Michael's message last week, is that uh, the Maccabees and the Jewish people were delivered once again from destruction. Uh, most of our holidays <laughs> are, reflect on that, how our enemies sought to destroy us, and God miraculously uh, delivered us. And uh, so we need to ask ourselves today, how big is our God? Because even though many of our holidays are connected with miracles, I'm afraid that too many of us do not believe or see him as a God of miracles. Unfortunately, it's very easy to make God small in our eyes, even though we don't intentionally do it. And I believe Adonai wants to challenge each of us today to change our thoughts and our beliefs in this area. One man of God was speaking, and at the end of his message, this is what he said. I don't think any of us are going to stand before God and hear him say, oh, you made me too big. Selah. I don't think God is going to say to anyone, oh, you made me too big. You thought that I could do more than I could do. You hear what I'm saying? I don't think God's going to say that at all. I agree with that man. In fact, years ago, we used to sing a song, I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh, Lord, forgive me. And I have believed in the lie that you were unable to help me. And that is the lie that we want to break today through this message. And because this is an attitude that is from the pit of hell, hell wants to tell you and me today that miracles do not happen. And whatever you are facing in your life, whatever miracle or divine intervention you need is not going to happen. But God wants to tell you, I am a big God. And I, I will do what I promised in your life and in this congregation. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is big. Look at Rabbi Carol. God is big. Say it with a little conviction. Hopefully by the end of the message, there will be a little more oomph in your God is big. All right? That you will really, really be believe it in your kishkas. All right? Do you believe in miracles? Do you have impossible situations in your life? Is your God big enough to overcome that impossibility? Yes, he is. That's his answer to those questions. He says, I am a God, I am a God of miracles, not was a God of miracles. I am a God of miracles, not was a God of miracles. Miracles are not of the past. They are for today and for tomorrow. All right? And the impossible can become possible for each of us today 
And this is the truth of Adonai's word that he wants to speak to us. But it's a truth that we need to embrace and receive into our hearts and our spirits. Because despair, hopelessness, doubt, and unbelief need to be broken off of our hearts today. Will you allow Adonai to do that, friends? Will you surrender to his word today? Get ready, get ready. He has a word for us. Let go of those attitudes and let God be God in your life. So let's talk about how we can position ourselves to receive his miracles. Number one on your notes there, three small points here, resist Satan. Now I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because we just did a whole series on spiritual warfare. But 2 Corinthians 2.11, Rob Shaul encouraged us to be aware of the enemy's schemes. And in Daniel 7.25, we were told that he, Hasatan, will speak words against the Most High and try to exhaust the Holy Ones. Who's a Holy One? Raise your hand. You're a Holy One, okay? <laughs> you may not feel holy this morning, but I'm telling you, you're a Holy One. And the purpose of the enemy of our soul is to wear us out. And he will do that by attacking our faith and trying to get us to not believe that God can do what he said he can do. And he lulls us into this spirit of slumber. And God says, wake up, wake up, my people. It's not the weather. I know it's very cold outside, but I'm very hot. That's why I wear layers. I know everyone's like, what's up there with it? It's cold outside. It's colder in Missouri, though. It was only three degrees there this morning when I looked. The weather's not your problem. Your neighbor's not your problem. Your spouse is not your problem. Your child is not your problem. There's an enemy of your soul who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we've talked about that many, many times before. But if we're going to receive the miracle that God wants to impart into us, we need to fight, fight, fight. And again, that's why we spent a whole series on that. So go back and listen to that again. But we see it week after week. The word is going forward. We proclaim it. We preach it. But it's not taking root in our hearts. And one reason is because Hasatan, remember the parable of the sower? What is he there? He's right there ready to snatch the seed up before it can ever take root in your heart. So you hear the word of God, and you're going to hear this word, and I know you're going to be stoked and pumped by the end of this message because I was by preparing it. But I know that by the time you get home tonight and when you wake up in the morning, the enemy is going to try to snatch that out and not let that word take root because he doesn't want you to receive the miracle that God has for you. But we're saying no to hell. Thank you. He wants to tell you this isn't for you. God cannot and will not do you that in your life. And unfortunately, sometimes we let him in and we begin to listen to his lies. When he tells you the word, this word is not for you, that Rabbi Carroll is speaking, you tell him, shut up, it is for me, and I'm going to receive it. When he tells you you'll never be healed, you say, by his stripes I have been healed. When he says you'll never get the money you need, tell him, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches. When he says your children will never come to faith, say, me and my household will be saved. All right? So we need to resist the enemy. Number two, believe, believe, believe God can do a miracle in your life. This is what the Maccabees did. The miracle of Hanukkah, again, is not that the oil lasted, but that the Jewish people prevailed 
in the battle. They were largely outnumbered over and over again. Yet Judah and the other leaders encouraged the people to look at Adonai to perform a miracle and to deliver them. And God did. That's why we're having a party today. That's why we've been celebrating all week, because God worked a miracle. Listen to what Judah tells the people, 1 Maccabees chapter 3, verses 17 through 23. When they saw Saren's array that was coming against them, they said to Judas, this is the people, how can we who are so few fight against so large and strong a multitude? What's more, we feel faint because we haven't eaten today. Don't worry, there's plenty of food. You might feel faint now. Don't let that distract you. Everyone's saying, yeah, that's me right now. Judas answered, it's easy for many to be trapped by a few. Ooh, did you hear that? It's easy for many be, to be trapped by a few. Why? In the sight of heaven, it makes no difference to win by many or few. It's not the size of the army that brings victory in battle, but strength comes from heaven. They're coming against us with a lot of pride and evil. They want to destroy us along with our wives and children. They want to ruin us, but we are fighting for our lives and for our belief. The heavenly one himself will crush them before us. Don't be afraid of them. And after Judah said this, the soldiers rushed suddenly against Siron's army and they crushed them. That's the miracle Judah and the leaders rallied the people because they believed that God could win even though they were few in number. They believed God could work a miracle. And we need to do the same thing. We need to believe that our God is able. We need to believe that he can deliver us. We need to believe that he can work a miracle today in our world. One of the ways to help us is to remember what God has done in the past. The Maccabees also did this. Listen to what Judah said at another point. At daybreak, Judas appeared in the plain where three, with 3,000 men. But they didn't have armor and swords such as they would have liked. And they saw the Gentile camp strongly fortified, surrounded by cavalry, clearly trained in warfare. You getting the picture? Judah's men have nothing. They're not really trained. These, these as my husband said last week, you know, his, his father was a priest. All right? These were uh, just normal citizens of the country. They were not warriors that had been trained but this gentile army was obvious they were well prepared and judah said to those who were with him don't fear their numbers or be afraid when they charge remember our ancestors who were saved at the red sea when pharaoh was pursuing them with his forces so let's cry out to heaven to see if the heavenly one will favor us and remember his covenant with our ancestors and crush this army in front of us today. So he remembered what God had done with the Israelites at the Red Sea when they were coming out of Egypt. A little later on, he says, the next year he gathered together 60,000 select men. This is uh, the Syrian uh, uh, captain or uh, general. Uh, and 5,000 cavalry intending to subdue the Israelites. They came to Idumea and camped at Abetzer, and Judas, on the other hand, went out to meet him with 10,000 men. Get it? 60,000 Syrians, 5,000 cavalry, Judah, 10,000. 
60 plus 5, 10,000, no cavalry. So when Judah saw how numerous their army was, he prayed, Blessed are you, Savior of Israel, who crushed the attack of the mighty warrior through the power of your servant David. You handed over the camp of the Philistines to Saul's son, Jonathan, and the man who carried his armor. He's remembering what God did. He says, God, I'm looking here, and that's six to one. Plus, they have a cavalry with horses, and we have none of that. But I remember how you used this young shepherd boy to defeat that giant Goliath. And how when David, when Jonathan and his armor bearer went up into the camp, and, and he said to his armor bearer, are you with me? Let's go up. God can deliver just into our hands. And what did God do? He delivered the Philistines into Jonathan and his armor bearer's hands. So Judas is remembering what God did in the past, and that increased his faith. He says, God, you did it before. You can do it again. You see this vast army in front of us. We need your help. We need a miracle, God. So he says, so surround this army by the power of your people, Israel, and let them be disappointed by their troops and cavalry. Fill them with cowardice. Melt away the boldness of their strength and let them quake in their destruction. Strike them down with the sword of those who love you and let all who know your name praise you with hymns. And both sides attacked each other and 5,000 men from Lysias array died in the fighting. And he saw his troops being defeated and he took, took note of the boldness that inspired Judah's troops, how ready they were to live or die bravely. And he withdrew to Antioch and enlisted mercenaries. And the battle continues on and on. But on that day, God worked a miracle. God defeated and pushed back that army because Judah believed that he was a miracle-working God, and he recounted what God had done in the past. We're getting ready to start the book of Shemot uh, next month, and I want you to think of all the miraculous things that Adonai did for our people as he delivered them out of Egypt. That's what Judah did there at the Red Sea. He, he parted the Red Sea and let them walk across. Think about the pillar of cloud and, and, and the fire by day and night that led them through the wilderness. Think about the, the, when they needed water and Moses struck the rock twice and water came up. They had no food and what did God send from heaven? Manna, supernaturally. Man, I don't like shopping. I don't like grocery shopping. I definitely don't like clothes shopping. Wouldn't that be nice? God just special delivery food every day. God, a miracle. Think about other miracles in the, in the Tanakh. The Jordan River was also divided in two. The fall of Jericho, the sun and moon stood still for a day. Think about how through Elijah the prophet, the widow's oil and mill grain was increased. She had just a little bit of each. And it just God increased and increased it. Think about how he raised the widow's son from the dead. Then his, his uh, student, Elijah, also divided the Jordan River. river. He raised the widow's, uh, he increased the widow's supply of oil, the one who had the debtors wanting to take her sons away, and she had the little oil, and he said, get all the jars you can. And as long as she had jars, she had oil coming out of there. Friends, those are miracles God worked. Think of the deliverance of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the fire. They come out, they didn't even smell like smoke. I told you the story before. My parents' house caught on fire the, a few months before my father passed away. And I remember walking up the street to my parents' house that summer, and I could still smell the smoke. So that they stepped out of that fire with no smell of smoke, 
that was a miracle. Think about how he delivered Daniel from the lion's den, a miracle. Think about Yeshua. He, he turned the water into wine. He stilled the storm. He opened the eyes of the blind, the ears of the deaf. He made the lame to walk. He raised Lazarus from the dead. That's a miracle working God. We need to remember those miracles. Even into the, the first century Talmudim in the book of Acts, we see over and over again that they were used miracles. In Acts chapter 5, it says that the people went so far as to bring the sick into the streets and lay them on mattresses and stretchers so that at least Cephas' shadow could fall upon them. Why? Because they believed that healing would come, a miracle would take place. Friends, how do we believe that God is a miracle-working God? Think of all the miracles he has done in the past. Just go to your Bible. It's a great source. And our third thing, what we're going to resist the enemy, two, we're going to believe, believe he can, and one of the best ways to believe is to think of what he's done in the past. And the third thing, though, is we are going to act on what we believe. Judah inspired the Maccabees and the people with words of faith, exhorting them to remember the awesome miracles that God did for Israel in the past. He boldly proclaimed in the face of an insurmountable enemy that God would take care of it and would defeat even if it was by a few people but he didn't stop with words he didn't stop with words judah and the jewish people rose up and fought they acted on what they believed they believed that god was able to deliver but then they got up and they acted on that belief too many of us too many of us never take that step to act on what we say we believe. We can talk about God being a miracle worker all we want. We can sing inspiring songs. I was over there hooting and hollering and shouting and clapping because those songs so inspire me. And you can hear a message. And I'm trying to encourage you, and I want to try to activate your faith today. But I want to tell you, until we act on what we believe, ain't going to happen, friends. So I want to share a couple of stories of people who did just that. The first story is a story another, I, I heard another speaker share of an encounter he had with a businessman who was a believer. So he tells this story, he says, the car we were riding in was obviously a very expensive automobile, and I commented to, commented to the driver, it looks like you're doing very well. And he says, yes, by the grace of God, I am prospering, and then he told me this story. Eleven years ago, at the age of 52, I didn't have a dime. I was broke, but I had a dream. I wanted to run a restaurant and make a success of it without getting involved in the liquor business. Everyone told me it couldn't be done. So I read a book on ways to succeed, through having the right attitude, the author said to never let a problem stop you. I needed money, so I went to a wealthy businessman and presented my dream to him, and miraculously, he agreed to invest in my dream. Today, I have six restaurants, and my net worth is over a million dollars. This story is from a few years back. He says, but the exciting thing is just what happened recently. I have always been a tither. Last year, competing restaurants went up on both sides of my place, and on top of that, the energy crisis forced us to eliminate our advertising lights. So my advertising source was cut and competitors were moving in. 
And then my spiritual leader made me a, made an appeal to our congregation to double our tithe for the year. My wife and I prayed about it, doubled our tithe, and now here's the exciting news. Last week, my accountant said we doubled our business and doubled our net profits. God keeps working miracles. Amen, amen. So this man obviously believed that God was the one who supplied his needs. He believed that God would open up the windows of heaven if he was faithful to tithe, and God did exactly that. But he didn't just stop with believing. He acted on what he believed. The second is a story, and this is where the video, we're going to get ready for the video, Sal. Just give me a second to set it up. The second is a story of a miraculous healing of a woman uh, named Delia Knox. She uh, was a worship leader, and she had been in an accident uh, with some family. A drunk driver hit them. The other people came out uh, unscathed, but she was in a wheelchair. In this service here, she's been in the wheelchair for 22 years. So can we play the video? There's no sound because I want to walk you through what's happening. So for 22 years, she's been in this wheelchair, all right? And she, uh, while she's in the wheelchair, she meets her husband, uh, who, and they get married. And her husband is a man of God. He's the leader of a congregation. And he... Uh, that's her in the wheelchair, and he would stand and hold her up in front of a mirror and would say to her, I want you to see yourself walking. He would hold her up and dance with her with her legs dangling because, again, she cannot walk. So they are praying over her. So she is, she is here, but she'll tell you as you listen to her testimony, and you can see a lot of her story on YouTube. You can find a lot of videos besides this one. Uh, 22 years, she continued to worship and to lead from a wheelchair. You can see her wheeling around on the stage, you know, doing her thing. And, uh, but she struggled, and she tells you this, that if she had known that this man was going to start talking about healing, she said, I would not have gone to this service. And so what the man of God is doing right now is he's saying, I'm, he, he spoke to her, God, activate this woman's faith. God, activate this woman's faith. God, activate this woman's faith. And why are they excited right now? Because for the first time in 22 years, she actually felt them touch her legs. She had no feeling in her legs at all. So her husband is right there beside her, and the, the evangelist, and they're praying, and they're touching her legs. And for the first time, she could feel sensation. And now she's getting up. All right? And you're going to watch her. And she's going to start to walk. And there she is. She is walking for the first time in 22 years. It's wobbly, and she even tells a testimony. I didn't know people say you can move yourself by your hips. I didn't know if it was my hips moving me. But she says, no, I realize. And you'll see she begins to lift her knees up high because she wanted to know that it was her legs that were doing the walking. And she walks around that sanctuary, see, lifting it up because you needed to know it was her legs. And she will continue to walk around this entire sanctuary. Everyone is so excited because they're telling this woman has not walked in 22 years. Amen, amen, 22 years. And here she is walking. All right, you can turn the video off. 22 years. 22 years. And she'll tell you, I was even struggling whether God could do it. And what the man of God says, God activate her faith. And that's what I'm saying today. God activate the faith of the people of Beth Emanuel. 
activate the faith of the people of Beth Emmanuel. Now she continues to lead worship. She well wears high heels. God bless her. I never wear high heels, but she wears high heels. She dances with her husband anytime she gets. Beautiful, beautiful. Again, you can hear her testimony and tell her talk about what she does now. You can look her up there. 22 years in a wheelchair. But on that day, with the help of her husband and the man of God, she got out of the wheelchair and began to wobble around the sanctuary. And with each step, her legs became stronger and stronger. But what if she never tried to get out of the wheelchair that day? Because if you listen to her, and I listened to several testimonies, because obviously when this happened, this happened uh, probably about six, seven years ago. Uh, she will tell you that she had been to many services and people tried to pull her out and, and nothing happened. But what if on that day she didn't get up out of the chair? She acted on her faith in God. And even though she tells you how it's, it's okay, you may be sitting here, I, I don't know if I have the faith. Again, she didn't. She was struggling. At the point, that, as I said, if she knew that there was a healing service, she would not have gone because she had struggled and had sort of resolved herself. But in that atmosphere, and when they began to speak, God, activate her faith. And this is my prayer for everyone here listening in this sanctuary or listening to this message online, that you would allow God to activate your faith. Maybe you, like this woman, have been waiting for 22 years, 15 years, 17 years, 8 years, whatever it may be, and you haven't seen any change in that area of your life. This is a beautiful testimony of what God can do. Because he is a miracle-working God, not was a miracle-working God. He is a miracle-working God, not was a miracle-working God. So we need to activate our faith, and we need to act on what we believe. Look at this scripture here from Acts 3, or listen to it. This is Kephan Yokonan with the man at the gate beautiful, also had not walked his entire life. Kephan said, I don't have silver and I don't have gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of the Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth, walk. And taking Hold of him by his right hand, Kepha pulled him up, and instantly, 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 his feet and ankles became strong, so that he sprang up, stood a moment, and began walking, and then he entered the courts with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Kepha and Yochanan helped this man activate their faith. I don't have it, but what I have, and they reached down and pulled him up to help him take that first step. Friends, God wants you to take that first step in the miracle that you're looking for in your life. I believe you can do it, God. I believe you can do it. And I'm going to act on what I believe. God can work a miracle in your life today. And it can suddenly happen. Am I taste a tour for Parsha Miketz this week. 
If you watch that, it's again on our YouTube channel, and I post it on Facebook and emailed it out. That last verse, 14, of our, the first Aliyah, when the cupbearer remembered Joseph because Pharaoh had the dreams and nobody could interpret it, and it says, quickly, quickly they took Joseph, shaved his hair, dressed him up, and took him to Pharaoh quickly. How many years had he been in prison? Many years. But like that, instantly, in a moment, it changed for Joseph. And the dream that God gave him was about to be fulfilled. And the same for you and me. Suddenly, that's what, how what miracles are. They suddenly happen. But there's a backstory to it. All right? And that backstory is faithfulness and standing and remembering and activating our faith. So that when that suddenly comes, we step into the miracle that God has prepared for us. Friends, he is a miracle-working God. I want to encourage you with that today. No matter how desperate your situation may be, no matter how many years may have passed. And again, that's why I showed this testimony of Dahlia Knox, because it was 22 years in a wheelchair. So that you could see a modern-day miracle of healing take place. I mean, we read about it in the, in the scriptures, which are powerful, Right, the woman with the issue of blood for 18 years, the, the guy at the gate, beautiful, his entire life. But seeing a woman, and again, she's still walking today. I told you this happened about six, seven years ago. She's still walking and worshiping and leading, worship, serving alongside her husband in their congregation. So you could see with your eyes. 22 years, and God worked a miracle. And he can do the miracle in your life today. Yeshua looked at them and said, I'm closing with this verse, Matthew 19.26, Humanly, this is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. With God, everything is possible. Friends, I believe in miracles. I believe God wants to work miracles today in your life. I'm going to encourage us to resist the enemy who's telling us it won't happen for us. I'm going to encourage us to remember the stories we have heard today of his miracle-working power from Judah Maccabee, from the Torah, from the New Covenant, from Dahlia Knox to the men with the, the businessmen. I'm going to encourage us to believe, to believe, believe, and then to act on what we say we believe. Friends, let's take that first step forward into the miracle, even if that step is wobbly and even if it's unsure. And God is going to meet us and lead us into his power to bring about the miracle in our life. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Adonai. God, I thank you for your word to us. I thank you for your reminder. God, as we celebrate Hanukkah and we think of the miracles, God, you're reminding us that you are not a miracle-working God of the past, but you are a miracle-working God today. And, Lord, we need a lot of miracles in our lives, God. There are some who, like Dahlia, need a miracle of healing. God, others need a miracle of a financial blessing, like that man, businessman we heard about. God, and there's a other range of, of miracles that are needed. Lord, you see, Lord, what's represented in the people here at Beth Emanuel and those listening online. And, God, you see in our world, Lord, 
God, our world situation is so desperate, and in the natural, God, even my husband and I are speaking about it this week, it, it, it's, it's so overwhelming because our world is so, so turned upside down. But, God, you breathe your life into it, God, and you step into the situation. Everything can turn around. God, even in our world today, Lord, that you could release your glory and your power and send revival and a great awakening, God, that would change the entire atmosphere. God, I believe you can do it. I believe you can do it, God. I believe you are a miracle-working God today. I believe you're releasing miracles into this room now, Lord. I believe you're releasing miracles, Lord, to those who are watching online. God, I believe you're releasing miracles to those who are listening a month from now, a year from now. God, it's not a matter of whether I'm listening at the moment or not. God, you're not a respecter of time, Lord. You're a miracle-working God. God, I open my heart to receive the miracle you have for me and my family. God, the miracle you have for Beth Emanuel. The miracle for Long Island, New York, for America, God, for our world. Lord, I want to be a part of it, God. Just like Judah and his men were a part of the miracle you worked Lord, during the story of Hanukkah, Beth Emanuel wants to be a part of the miracle you worked here in this day and hour among our nation, God. I believe in miracles. I believe in a miracle working, God. Thank you, Adonai.